This is Futurecast 101. This is Futurecast 101. Hello, everybody. This is Ryan Copeland for Futurecast 101, a student project at the College of St. Benedict and St. John's University. Today's topic, meal replacements. Now, before I get into meal replacements, I have a question. How often did your parents heat up, pick up, or simply just not cook dinner back when you lived at home? I'm assuming that, depending on your age, your answers will vary significantly. If you're a bit older, you likely had more meals that were home-cooked, whereas younger generations likely had many foods that were not home-cooked. And that is due to a trend in society that's pushing people towards the most efficient method of food consumption. Meal replacements offer a solution to that problem of efficiency. For this podcast, meal replacements will be defined as nutritional supplements that swap food and meals for a powder or compact food or drink that is easily consumed in order to be faster, cheaper, and overall more efficient. They generally contain all of an individual's daily needs for each category of nutrient, be it fats, proteins, carbohydrates, etc. And as a result, my research question is, will meal replacements take over traditional foods in the future? In order to discuss whether or not meal replacements will have a big impact, it is important that we establish a knowledge of the history of meal replacements and the revolution that is driving them. Like so many other modern concepts, meal replacements were first conjured up by the ancient Greeks. They called it ambrosia, the food of the gods, and whoever consumed it became immortal. The first modern concept of a meal replacement was described as more of a pill that was to be consumed and as a result take care of all nutritional requirements. One of the first documented descriptions of a meal pill was in 1893 by Henry J.W. Dam in McClure's Magazine. He published a work called Foods in the year 2000 in which he outlined his utopian fantasies about 100 years in the future. Using his knowledge of synthetic chemistry, he concluded that in 100 years a meal pill would be feasible. But clearly at this point in history, it was not. Then, in the 1920s and 30s, the idea of a meal pill began to hit mainstream media. It attracted good, bad, and satirical popularity, but it brought the idea to the forefront. Even the Jetsons depicted a meal replacement. And unlike in 1893, the technology was becoming feasible rather than being just fantasy. However, it took until the space race for it to become evident that meal replacements would be possible. Because the space race led to the grandfather of meal replacements, and it was known as Tang. In space, they drank Tang. And it was an orange juice that, before being mixed with water, was a powder. It contained less than 2% natural flavor, but it was a huge step forward in the idea of a meal replacement. As the space race continued and the idea of a meal replacement continued to advance, there was a revolution beginning within the home for millions of American families. Since the introduction of TV dinners in the 1950s, American families have reduced the frequency of home-cooked meals because they are expensive and slow. According to Jerry Adler, who is a journalist for Newsweek, amongst other publications, families still want to eat together, but their lives are far too busy to take the time to cook. So instead, families pick up, warm up, or thaw out dinner before getting around the table to enjoy. Since the 1950s, American homes have steadily gone away from the traditional idea of dinner. One of the leading engines within this movement is takeaway foods, which are foods that are made, cooked, and purchased not at the home and designed to be consumed soon after purchase. Supermarkets adapt to what their customers want, and in between 1997 and 2002, supermarket sales of takeaway foods increased by $1.6 billion, which is a 40% increase. In addition, the average supermarket increased the square footage of their prepared food section by 168% between the years of 1993 and 2002. It is also clear that the fast food market has grown significantly, and the restaurants often serve products that lack proper nutrition and tend to contain empty calories. As this shift towards an efficient method of food consumption continued into the 21st century, people began to notice, and a product was invented that was designed to be more efficient and more cost-effective than any traditional meal could ever be. The first of its kind, Soylent, Soylent Green is people! 
quickly became the industry leader based on its niche popularity, press coverage, amount of Google hits, and a $100 million valuation. It costs roughly $2 per meal, and when eaten for every meal, contains an adequate amount of all nutrients. It is plant-based, and its main ingredient is a protein isolate. It's revolutionary because for the first time in history, it's reasonable and realistic for an individual to consume all of their nutrients through a drink with no other food needed. By now I'm sure you're wondering what Soylent tastes like. According to James Lohner, who is a student pursuing his PhD at Columbia who gets 50% of his daily calories from Soylent, he compared the taste of the original mix to something like a cake batter with not much sugar. Yum! Though it seems that it's difficult to describe the taste of Soylent, that seems to be a very representative description of what it tastes like based on many other reviews online. In order to learn more about Soylent, go to their website at www.soylent.com. The FDA calls Soylent a food product, whereas products such as Ensure or Boost are categorized as meal supplements. This implies that a product such as Soylent is able to be consumed completely on its own without the help of any other food, whereas Ensure or Boost, for example, need other food products in order to help you get all of your daily nutrients. In addition to Soylent, there are a few other companies that have developed a meal replacement, such as Ambernite, Ample, Huel, Joylent, and Schmelk. All of these products are similar in that they have a fully nutritious product that is meant to be blended with water in order to be efficient. They all, however, cater to different needs of different people, such as being meant for post-workout or being all-natural. Aside from these companies that are creating a powder meant to be mixed with water, there are other companies that are creating a different type of meal replacement. One, for example, is Otsuka. It's a Japanese company that has varied meal replacements such as canned, gelled, and solid foods. In the late 60s, NASA did a study in which they fed a group participating in the study only a liquid diet. The group ended up rating the diet very low and even dumped out the powder underneath the rug. By creating products that are more than just liquids, Otsuka is likely looking to solve the monotony of current meal replacements. There are other companies also that are creating a nutritionally complete food product. On April 16th, the product Vite Ramen launched on Kickstarter, which is a website where products can be backed by funding in order to be brought to fruition. As of April 19th, Vite Ramen had raised $57,000 from 856 backers, which was far more than their $10,000 goal. And yes, as it sounds, Vite Ramen is a packet of ramen that requires 4 minutes to make, and each packet contains 25% of an individual's daily calories. The abundance of funding in this product demonstrates the human desire for efficiency and health in people's diets. More importantly, it represents how people want all the efficiency and health benefits with variety, flavor, and texture. Soylent also seems to be trying to do this. In their short history, they have released a cocoa powder and a pre-bottled line of products in flavors of Cafe Nectar, Cafe Chai, and Cafe Vanilla. Though it is not explicitly said, monotony is likely a reason for this. Despite all that mineral replacements have to offer, food will remain superior in the future. As previously mentioned when discussing the study done by NASA, taste and texture are a big issue with meal replacements because food has limitless flavors and textures that just can't be found in meal replacements in their current state. As a result, unless meal replacements become more diverse in flavor and texture, people are generally going to want to opt to eat the better tasting, more expensive food all the time rather than the cheap, healthy, but bland alternative. One reason that people will continue to choose real food is because of the many traditions and cultures that utilize food. Think about the Thanksgiving turkey, the birthday cake, or the chocolate on Valentine's Day. Without those, the holidays aren't what they are. While food is for nutrition, it is also for social interaction for a lot of people. And people need to get around the table and talk. Aside from families getting around the table to eat dinner or friends meeting up for lunch, many diplomatic talks, business meetings, and even first dates occur around the table. In addition, there are some cultures throughout the world that give livestock and weddings at other celebrations, and that's why so many attempts for the world to go meat-free have failed, according to Ben Phelan of Cambridge. In addition to the societal aspect of food, there's also a very large economic impact of food. Throughout history, food has been a very big driver of the economy, and that's no different today. 
In fact, in 2015, agriculture was a $992 billion chunk of the United States GDP. And 11% of all U.S. jobs are in the food industry. In less developed countries, this number is even higher. So, in the United States, if meal replacements were to take over food completely, it could put 10% of the U.S. population out of work, which is a higher figure than at the height of the 2009 recession. In addition to the food industry, the coffee industry would also be greatly affected if meal replacements were to completely take over food. This is because meal replacements in the future are likely going to contain caffeine, be coffee flavored, and be geared towards being consumed at breakfast, like coffee often is. In fact, Soylent already has a product that is coffee flavored and contains caffeine. According to the National Coffee Association's online survey, 587 million cups of coffee are consumed in the U.S. per day. Over the span of a year, that number amounts to 214 billion cups of coffee. All that coffee is worth $225 billion in the U.S. annually, which is equivalent to 1.6% of the total GDP. So, if meal replacements took over the food industry and the coffee industry, it would likely hurt the economy. In addition to those reasons that meal replacements won't take over, there's also the reasons that the agriculture industry will continue to stay dominant. It is reasonable to assume that lab-grown foods and GMOs will become increasingly effective and will help to solve one of the major problems that meal replacements seek to solve, the cost of nutritious food. According to Graham Brooks, an agriculture economist, biotech crops have now been grown commercially on a substantial global scale since 1996. World prices of corn, soybeans, and canola would probably be, respectively, 5.8, 9.6, and 3.8% higher, on average, than 2007 baseline levels if this technology was no longer available to farmers. In addition, a world full of meal replacements would mean that the whole world would switch to a plant-based diet in which meat is no longer consumed. For many reasons, this seems highly unlikely. In addition, at the same time the revolution of the American household has been taking place, there has been a significant local food movement taking place. It's a quality-driven movement that focuses on values, relationships, and methods surrounding the production, distribution, and consumption of food. Like meal replacements, the local food movement has gained popularity in recent years, but is a stark opposer to the idea of having all food mixed together in a factory and consumed without any social interaction. This revolution towards more traditional methods of food growth and consumption is largely seen through farmers' markets, which have grown at a high rate since the 90s. In fact, in 2013, according to the USDA, there were over 8,000 farmers' markets in the United States, and that number increased by 3.6% between 2012 and 2013. With popularity growing at such a high rate, it is not feasible to think that mural placements will be taking over the food industry completely. So, it's obvious now that meal replacements will not take the place of food in the world, but it is also clear that meal replacements are useful and they will have their place within specific sectors of human life. In 2016, the Bureau of Labor Statistics published their findings for how Americans spend their time. The average American spends 1.17 hours per day just consuming nutrients, which means that they spend 1 13th of their life just consuming food. So for people that think that that's far too much time to be spent per day consuming nutrients and are willing to give up some things such as varying food characteristics in the societal aspect of food, meal replacements will be very useful. Further, however, there are aspects of life in which meal replacements may be used. One aspect of life in which meal replacements have potential to be used is breakfast. 31 million Americans per day skip breakfast, and the largest group of those is 18 to 34-year-old men and women, and that's the same group that has grown up in this world of efficiency. And when breakfast is skipped, the old adage is true. The most important meal of the day. Many nutrients that are missed out at breakfast are never gained throughout the rest of the day. Meal replacements have potential to be used here because they contain all the health benefits of a good breakfast, and Soylent, as previously mentioned, even offers a new coffee version made with caffeine. It takes less time to make and consume than a cup of joe, and unlike many breakfast foods like cereals and donuts, meal replacements offer good energy for the day. The big barrier here is that people love their coffee and donut in the morning, myself included.
If this barrier is beaten, however, it is very possible to see meal replacements become very popular in the morning because it allows for people to consume the foods that they enjoy throughout the rest of the day. Speaking of foods that people enjoy, obesity is a huge problem on the globe right now. One-tenth of the earth is now obese, and even countries that traditionally struggle for food are struggling with obesity. It's hypothesized that the reason is due to an increase in inexpensive and poor nutrient foods, and these are the same foods that are often easy to consume during the fast-paced lives. Meal replacements offer a solution because they're calorie-regulated, satiating, lack empty calories, and are healthy. The barrier here, however, is, with the exception of cost, people often consume the unhealthy foods because they taste good and come in a variety of flavors and textures. Meal replacements come in a chalk taste with no variety. With that said, it's not likely for everyone on Earth that's obese to go on a complete meal replacement diet. Instead, replacing one to two meals per day with a meal replacement could help get them the nutrition they need and help keep their calorie count down. Both of those things are extremely important for helping lose weight. Going back to when I mentioned that countries that traditionally struggle for food are now obese, meal replacements might also have an impact on world hunger. They have no relevant expiration date, no need to be kept at a certain temperature, or anything other than water to consume. They'll be useful in helping to feed malnourished people in developing countries. In 2050, the population will be close to 10 billion people, and traditional food production will have to increase by 70%, but people will still go hungry. At current consumer prices, it would cost about $7.70 per day to feed 2,000 calories to an individual. That is at a consumer price, however, and price could likely be driven down from a variety of factors. With that said, a majority of people are physically able to consume meal replacements because they're vegan, nut, and dairy-free generally. The problem here is that there's a societal barrier to meal replacements. There was a study done in Canada that explained that Latin American immigrants experience more food insecurity than other groups, and one reason is that the foods from their cultures aren't easily available. This applies directly to meal replacements and world hunger because most cultures do not call for a chalk powder in their diet. In addition, the cost per day is relatively high. If the societal barrier and the cost is able to be overcome, it is very likely though that we could see meal replacements being used to help feed the hungry. Transitioning away from world hunger and moving to something that's more of an issue in developed countries, meal replacements have potential to be used both traveling on Earth and off Earth. They have their earliest roots in the space race and have potential to be used again. Currently, according to Mary Roach, who is an author of many books regarding space travel, it would take about 8,000 pounds of food to get to Mars. Though there are many factors that go into it, on average, it takes about 162 days to get to Mars. Soy that weighs 174 grams per meal. So, for 2,000 calorie diets, it would require about 310 pounds of food per astronaut in order to get to Mars. There are still the problems of monotony and bore, however, so in order to combat that, meal replacements could be used at one or two meals per day while space traveling. The last place where, based on my research, meal replacements have potential to be used is far more applicable to the average Joe than space travel. It's traveling on Earth. Road trips can be made much more efficient. Are we there yet? If, for example, a family of four were to go on a road trip and get breakfast at Subway where they each got a 6-inch breakfast sandwich, hash browns, and a drink, and then for lunch got a Big Mac fries and a drink, and then once they reach their destination, go to Applebee's, get a nacho appetizer, two 8-ounce sirloins, two chicken strip baskets, and soft drinks, it would cost them a grand total of $117 before tax. If that family were to have their daily caloric intake of Soylent, it would only cost them $30.80. In addition, those meals that were used for the example contained a significant number of empty calories, and did not provide the correct amount of all nutrients. Once a destination is reached, whether it is a camping excursion in the Mojave Desert or a shopping spree in Midtown Manhattan, food that is easily accessible, cheap, and healthy is hard to come by. 
Often when traveling, individuals are forced to eat at restaurants due to the lack of cooking equipment provided in hotels and the fact that they are generally out doing things. As a result, they consume expensive meals that are not necessarily nutritious. In order to offset this cost, people could begin to employ meal replacements. Since they can be packed into small bags and require no temperature-specific storage, it is easy to put them in a bag and consume them at any point when water is accessible. With all that said, though meal replacements will not completely take over traditional foods for many reasons, they do have qualities that will likely be appealing to many people in the 21st century, such as being healthy and relatively cost-effective. Meal replacements have potential to have a significant impact in the areas of breakfast, obesity, ending world hunger, and traveling on earth and off, if the new science is able to break down the many barriers that stand in its way. This has been Ryan with FutureCast 101. Thanks for listening. This is FutureCast 101. This is FutureCast 101.